1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by staff writer Randy Diamond, who's on the show to talk about his story on tourism in San Antonio. Welcome to the show, Randy. How are you doing today?
0: Thank you. Uh, How are you today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Um, And actually, tourism seems to be doing good. Uh, It's it's finding people to fill those jobs.
0: Uh, can you give me a quick recap of your reporting? Uh, yes, sir. Um, it's kind of a new wrinkle in the, uh, road to recovery for the tourism industry. Uh, I mean, the industry hasn't recovered 100% from the COVID-19 pandemic, but it's, um, starting to show signs of life. Uh, but now there's a new wrinkle. The, um, tourist attractions the hotels the restaurants can't find workers and because of that they can't um, operate fully Uh, i'll give you an example i was at sea world over the weekend the uh, big theme park here in san antonio and as a promotion they have this seven um, seas food festival where they have pop-up food booths from all around the world. But um, the Japan booth, which was supposed to be a big part of the promotion, was closed, and it had to be combined with the Korean booth because they didn't have enough chefs. So that's just one example of of what's going on where these um, employers cannot find workers. One of the examples that
1: that you started off the article with was the – the sightseeing tour buses and how the gentleman who, who, who runs it, he he's only able to run three buses. Did I read that right? The three, three buses out of the six. Right. Well,
0: I mean, he, he would normally be running at this point four because we're not at the peak summer season, but he can, he can only run three because he doesn't have enough drivers. And, so it, it prolongs the, because um, these are hop on, hop off buses. So if he had four, they'd run every 20 minutes. And because there's only three, they run every 30 minutes. But in addition to that, the buses sell the tour because they're seen all around downtown. And then there are different stops. So people, you know, if there are more buses, then he has more visibility and he can kind of get that impulse by, but which he can't do. So he's even offering a sign-on bonus of uh, several hundred dollars, but even with that, he cannot find the workers.
1: It's something that I had heard about not too long ago. The, the women's NCAA tournament was held here. Yeah, they could not find staffing and it was it was pretty brutal during the NCAA tournament for a lot of my friends in the and the service service industry downtown. I didn't know that it extended to like SeaWorld or like across San Antonio.
0: Yeah. It just seems like every segment of the, um, tourism industry. Um, one area where it's really interesting is lifeguards. Um, you know, SeaWorld has, um, a water park, Aquatica, and then there's that um, giant water park in New Bruffles and, um, and all of them are like hundreds of lifeguards short, which is like interesting. Um, in fact, I believe one um, water park I, I had heard um, was raising their starting salary to 15 or 16 an hour from 12 last year, just to attract more lifeguards, which tend to be college and high school students. So it's interesting that this um, is even extending to that group. One thing that really
1: uh, stuck out was the, the reasonings why 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 they say that they're not able to staff up is they think it's because of the the additional f- uh, money that people get off the unemployment. Uh, can you talk more about that?
0: Sure, and and I think that kind of simplifies the um, the issue, but I mean certainly that's having an effect for some people. Um, This is a non-tourism thing, but I went to the dentist the other day for a cleaning, and apparently there was uh, a shortage of hygienists, and they were saying, oh, we can't wait till this um, extra unemployment comes back, so the uh, hygienists come back. So obviously this is affecting all industries beyond tourism, but economists I've talked to, feel it's an oversimplification to just blame it on the stimulus that people can make more money staying at home. Uh, they feel that there's a number of factors. One, the tourism industry cut deeply at the beginning of the pandemic. Many um, workers lost their jobs and it's generally a low paying industry. So a lot of people reassessed what they wanted to do for uh, the foreseeable future and and found jobs in other sectors. So you have a a certain percentage of people who just left the industry. Uh, Then you also have um people whose children were doing remote learning and they needed to be at home so they couldn't go back to work. And then thirdly, um, you also have people with health issues. Um, I was talking to um, um, a housekeeper who works at the Hyatt and she had been laid off and she was called back, but she decided not to go back because she felt that um, uh, she has kidney disease and she felt it would be too dangerous to, um, you know, return to work. So, um, you know, because of concerns of catching COVID. So I think there's different factors that are affecting this. Certainly for some the stimulus, uh, having the extra stimulus payment and making just as much as if you were working. Um, certainly did have some impact, but it's hard to say that it's any one group. And then with the life gods, these are high school and college students who do this. So they certainly weren't collecting a stimulus, I would think, if they were in high school. So why aren't they going back? Are they concerned about their health and safety? I mean, I'm also trying to do additional stories on this to kind of, you know, try and drill down on some of the reasons here.
1: You, um, just to switch gears a little bit to, to yourself, you, you, cover a lot of travel and, uh, tourism related things. How has the transition been, um, from my end, everything seems to be coming back, snapping right back to where things were. I see a lot of people without masks. How has, how have you seen the transition? Has it been as, as, uh, as snappy as I see it, or have you seen it way more gradually?
0: Uh, I, I think it, well, air travel has been gradually, um, coming back, you know, over a period of months. So we were at, you know, last year we were at 35% of 2019 levels in terms of people, um, flying, uh, from San Antonio international and other airports. Um, then it kind of get towards the end of the year got back to around the 50% level and then in 2021 it, it's now up to 70% of 2019 levels so for air travel it's been gradual but for some of these other um events um it's it's almost been a overnight change like for example um I, as part of my tourism beat i have a season pass to sea world and i go down there um frequently to see what's going on two weeks ago i went with a friend and there were temperature checks at the um front entrance signs all over saying wear your mask people um park employees walking around with signs wear your mask um at the shows there was um restricted seating you know each every other row was sectioned off so it was like total social distancing so then um two weekends ago again and the the reason I went cuz they had lifted all the rules uh and overnight there's no more temperature checks just walk into the park there's no more mask requirements at the Sesame street live show, which is in an indoor theater. Everyone is crammed in the first few rows. There's no social distancing. When you used to be, you would exit the show through the exit doors to the outside. Well now they're back to the pre pandemic thing where they exit you through the crowded gift shop, hoping you'll buy more merchandise. So um, it's just like overnight, it, they just like ended all COVID precautions and even on the rides, um, not a seat is unfilled. Yeah. It's it's just crazy, you know, how they changed everything. And
1: um, well, like before I let you go, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you last year, but I'm curious how, how much and how your reporting and how you do your reporting was affected uh, and how – if things were kind of changed for you, if the way you do things changed, or if it was just like almost like a bump in the road and things, the way you report will come back, like interviews, that kind of stuff. How did you, how did you adapt during that time?
0: Well, I mean, as a reporter covering, um, the business of, um, travel aviation, um, you can't really do it from your, your house. So I basically, you know, would go to airports regularly. I even flew, um, six times in 2019, um, you know, went to Denver, went to other cities, uh, went to New York. So, um, it didn't affect me as drastically, um, perhaps as some other reporters, because, uh, if you're covering tourist attractions, you know, you need to go there and see what's occurring. Um, And so I just decided to obviously be careful, wear a mask, but but go, you know, go on my regular responsibilities. I mean, certainly I'm working out of my home instead of the newsroom uh, when I'm writing my stories. So there's, uh, you know, in journalism, there's certainly um, it's fun You know hanging out with your colleagues and you know shooting the ball and just being part of the energy of a newsroom so that's changed you know we've had our business staff meetings on zoom as an example but but in terms of my reporting i mean there's always a portion of reporting interviews that you do on the phone but i've still tried to um get out there as much as i could and do those live in-person interviews Well, Randy, I really
1: appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Um, uh, Thanks again for your reporting and thanks for being on the show.
0: Thank you. I really enjoyed the opportunity. I hope to do it again soon.